right, everybody, it's time. What you've all been waiting for. We got that other game out of the way. Now I get to talk about some other games. And I get to just lie back and hear you talk about these games. Uh, I, I can, you can ask questions. Yeah, if I care enough. Oh, no. Podcast is over and Ryan has entered into decline mode. I have senioritis. He's got senioritis. Uh, I wanted to do an episode about some games that are like Breath of the Wild that came out after Breath of the Wild but are not Breath of the Wild. Um, and and I don't mean Age of Calamity. <laughs> specific, which I like, guess I guess we should talk about at some point, but maybe maybe later. Like Breath of the Wild was really popular, and so a bunch of games ripped that off, and. I always thought that the main idea of Breath of the Wild was you can climb everything. That's right. But, That's the main takeaway. Well, it, it seems to be. That's what he's doing on, like, the title screen. But what these Breath of the Wild likes are what, – what I've learned from reading your notes, I guess, is that actually the – the thing that you have to rip off is not only climbing everything, but also the glider. The glider is key. The glider is the other, uh, the the central tenets of Breath of the Wild, like, I, I guess if we're going to define it as a game like Breath of the Wild, the central tenets are that you can climb everything and that you can glide from the top of the thing you climb down. And I guess that actually encapsulate, encapsulates a gameplay loop of get to the top of something, decide where you're going to go, and then have this power to, like, make a beeline to the next thing by floating down to it in a straight line. Exactly. I guess. It's good. It's, it's, that's part of the reason Breath of the Wild was as, as successful as it was. I guess so. So a lot of other companies have gone out after Breath of the Wild and made games in the vein of Breath of the Wild. I chose... Three that were easy to get access to and cheap to get access to, or free specifically. Okay, I've just remembered one game that you don't have on your list. Ooh, which one, which one? After you talk about the second game, okay, I'm going to put it in your notes. Don't scroll down yet because I want it to be a surprise when I tell you what this game is. Okay, splendid. Okay. I do want to say that I did not get to play uh, that Ubisoft uh, what's the actual name of that game? Immortals Phoenix Rising? Um, which they announced like the year after Breath of the Wild and the trailer, the original trailer for it is like super, very obviously Ubisoft is just making Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. I hear it's pretty okay, but it's not on Xbox Game Pass, so I didn't play it. That's the one they changed the name of, right? Yeah, it was Gods and Monsters to begin with, which was a good name. That's a, that's a good name for a video game. Yeah, so why did they change it? Monster Energy Drink, like, filed a complaint. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> Is they that why in... they had to change Pocket Monsters to Pokemon? I don't think... I think Pocket Monsters predates Monster Energy Drink, but I, I guess I don't know that for certain. What else predates Monster Energy Drink is the movie Bride of Frankenstein... Where Dr. Pretorius famously toasts, here's to a new world of gods and monsters. Ooh. And so whenever I hear that original name of the game, I'm like, is that somehow a Bride of Frankenstein reference? 
Yes. The answer is yes. I guess. Uh, uh, I think that if, Monster Energy Drink should, should sue Dr. Pretorius. So Ubisoft, Ubisoft, if you somehow hear this podcast and want to send me a code for Immortals Phoenix Rising, I will play it and I will force Ryan to sit on a podcast while I talk about it. Yeah. That is my commitment to selling out. Good job. Okay, talk about a game you did play. Okay. So I played Genshin Impact. I've heard of this one. It is a wildly popular and successful video game by Chinese studio MiHoYo. It's, I guess, a follow-up in, like, spirit to their mobile game Honkai Impact, which I tried to look at videos about, and it's just kind of a weird RPG action gotcha thing. Whereas Genjin Impact is instead a Breath of the Wild RPG gotcha thing. Uh-huh. It's on phones, on your personal computer, and on PlayStation 4. I ended up playing it because I got an iPad, like, at the beginning of the year. Okay. And so I played it on my iPad. Now, I like haven't a, done any, like, I guess what you'd call real gaming on a tablet. Um, I really can't imagine doing it on a phone. Am People I do. People do. Like I, I had a coworker that pulled her phone out at work and started playing Genshin Impact one day, and I was like flummoxed. Is that like I? I just can't imagine. Don't you need more buttons? That's what I think. There, there. I, I tried it with the touchscreen controls, and I can see how it works. But when I ended up trying to play Genshin Impact for reals, I actually paired it with an Xbox controller oh, okay. and just like set it on the desk and then had the controller in my hands. All right. Well, it's, good on your coworker for figuring out how to play it on a phone. Kids, man. So the really quick gist of the game is that it's got the like f- the framework it's 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 like a modern JRPG action RPG thing, which is kind of the what every game is these days as uh-huh. far as I can tell, but it's being expressed through a Breath of the Wild style framework in that that there is big open world that you can run around in and you can climb anything and you can use a wind glider to glide down from the top things like we talked about from the the small amount of gameplay footage i watched it seemed like there was like a timeout on the glider do you like level up your glider to be able to Glider. Not that I saw, but I didn't, okay. you know, spoilers, I didn't get as far into it as I originally wanted to. All right. Because everything in this game hurts me to play uh-huh. other than the actual game itself. Because modern games have too many systems. Well, so, and, yeah, but, well, like, because it's a gotcha game, right? I mean the gotcha stuff aside you have like your 
player care your player level and then your individual character levels and then equipment and then like a talent tree and it's just so much okay. stuff uh-huh uh-huh um but you... it is like it is a gotcha thing it's you know microtransactions or whatever yeah michael transactions is here and, and so he I... will let you roll for characters and items and so unlike breath of the wild you actually have a party of four characters that you can switch to on the fly and that's where like the the combat isn't as complicated as breath of the wilds in like being able to dodge ways but it does give you maybe i'm being disingenuous but it gives you this thing where you can every character has an element to them and you can do an attack with one element switch to a character with a different element and then the interactions between the elements cause effects that can do like big damage and stuff okay and i guess at higher levels mastering all that stuff becomes learning how to mess with that basically huh it seems cool but I did not get far enough to really mess with much of it. Okay. There are like Breath of the Wild shrine style dungeons, but the puzzles are all really rudimentary. Um. Yeah, I, that's easy to believe. You don't have the full tableau of what do you call it? the tab the the Chica slate. Runes. You don't have runes, so there's not no. as many things you can do, and also it's. I just can't imagine um, this mercantile uh, mobile game having, you know, really carefully designed puzzles. That's not something I associate with games like this. No. And so the gameplay loop just is a lot of going. It, well, it's all centered, centered around a central storyline that unlike breath of the wild you have like an active storyline taking place with quests and different storylines and like character specific storylines hmm. and each section of the game is like a main act or like they call them chapters each like region has its own chapter of the story that's getting told bit by bit and like they have it mapped out for the next seven chapters and each time you go to a different region where there's a different god of one of the elements you're dealing with but they're all just anime people. And like, it's fine. I, what I engaged with was, you know, reasonably well-written. There's some good jokes in there. You have a cute little like fairy girl that follows you around because you're a silent protagonist. She talks for you and she's cute. She didn't look that cute to me. I wasn't looking very closely, but she looked kind of, I would have preferred something less, um, something smaller i think she gets good jokes everybody like makes fun of her and they they play off that which is cool i definitely have the sense that she should be smaller this is just my uninformed opinion about genji i I kind of agree a little bit but i I don't know i i watched like i tried to to go to like the most recent big cutscene that takes place and i'm like this doesn't do anything for me but i suppose if you had played 60 70 80 hours in to get far enough to see this cut scene this was probably a big deal where a whole bunch of people have a, that i don't know have a big fight against a big dragon 
Yeah, yeah. Anime people get in a big fight. But I... Uh, maybe a recurring thing in this episode is I feel like I'm too old for games now. <laughs> well, because, and... man, this thing has just so many systems and I can't keep up with all of it. I think that this, you know, games on this model that are supposed to drive, you know, like basically get you addicted and make you spend money all, all the time. It's just like Pokemon Go, right? They have to keep coming up with new systems, new, like, it's not about designing a good experience. It's about adding as many hooks as they can See, but to get that, another hook onto you. People that play the game, though, are like, no, it actually, like, there's a good game here. The actual loop, once you kind of get past the initial stuff, is fun. People get really into, like, building out their parties to make that combat really click and people genuinely like the story if you're willing to put in the time to play through a 60 hours of a jrpg story which i have in the past but uh, maybe we are old. i guess i just i think i'm just old now ryan i couldn't handle this game i tried to get through i said i was going to get through the prologue which is like 30 or 40 hours long <laughs> and i couldn't do it there's too many currencies, too many items. There's, like, cooking in the game, so it has, like, that element of Breath of the Wild. But, yeah, it's just, it's too much for me to handle. I've had that a couple times recently, trying to play some modern games that have been coming out. And I think I'm just, I'm at a point, I can't, if it's too many systems, I'm just, I gotta check out. Hmm. I can't do it. Well, maybe I'm old, too. But I want to, I, st I want to... Uh, I reserve the possibility that actually what's going on is I'm not old, but I am smarter than everyone else. That's a dangerous assumption. It's not, I'm not assuming you you. it. I'm leaving it open as a possibility. Okay. Okay. But I don't really have anything. It's too good. early to draw any conclusions, but I think yeah. I might be smarter than everyone else. So I don't have any like profound things to say about Genshin Impact other than I bounced off of it, I guess. I don't know. It's fine. I didn't spend any money on it. I just did all the free stuff. It, you can conceivably just play that game for free forever is also the thing. Well, that's it, the thing with all these games is that you could play them for free forever, but you end up having a, you know, skeletal, long experience. Because you have to grind through all the stuff that otherwise you would pay for. I guess. I didn't, didn't see that much grinding happening in Genshin Impact. It's just a lot of, well, okay, maybe that's maybe that's the other Genshin. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not grinding, it's just gameplay. But then what is gameplay? And then You are is... old. Oh, we got old. It happened. That's okay. Or possibly we're smarter than everyone else. I... Anyway. I want to talk about a different game. Okay. I hope it's better than this one. So, it's not. Ah! So, Craftopia is an early access 
game that I saw somebody play last year. Yeah. Got on like Steam, but it got put on Xbox Game Pass while I was playing Genshin Impact, and I said, "Oh sweet, now I get to play- mess around with this bad thing." Uh, it's like another indie dev who I think are also Chinese, but instead of or. Hang on, I should back up. Mihoyo is not like an indie dev. They're a major studio that has like hundreds and hundreds of people working on this game at all times. It's a very high budget thing that breaks in a ton of money. Craftopia is a mess. Yes. <laughs> it's like these indie devs who are throwing literally everything into a game all at once and it's just a slurry of nonsense. It's disgusting. It's amazing. It's it's no, a sight to no. behold. Okay, I use the word disgusting ironically sometimes. <laughs> but here I am like aesthetically, artistically disgusted by what this game is trying to do. I think it's depraved from a game design standpoint. And not so, even in the, you know, money grubbing way that uh Genshin Impact is in my mind. Um I I feel like with Craftopia, these people are just taking everything that they think people like uh-huh. and throwing it into a big bowl and saying, well, if it has everything that everybody likes, it's going to be delicious. But it turns into this feces-like slurry. Yeah. it's So it's like a crafting game that it, it, I would call it mostly a crafting building like construction kind of game but it again uses the breath of the wild mode where it has kind of a sort of breath of the wild visual style and you can climb everything and you get a glider there's actually like early footage of the game where there's just like a generic robot guy running around so you know at some point while they were doing this breath of the wild came out and they said oh let's do that (laughs) uh it has like Fortnite style building which I haven't played Fortnite so that's my touchstone for it wait that sentence didn't make sense (laughs) where imagine you have like a landmass but uh, invisible to the player as you're running around on the landmass it's subdivided into into squares Uh and you can build on those squares Uh that's how a lot of the building mechanics like building how do you describe it when you're and building in an action game, that's how a lot of these games handle that. And specifically, that's how this game handles that. Is, is it just Fortnite like style. taking the like mechanics of Minecraft, but then putting a smooth mesh on the world? It's like the world is not it's... important, and instead there's just like a grid you're, that's super You have the Minecraft the grid hidden away and then a pretty yeah. world painted on top of it right and that pretty painted world is not interactable in the same <laughs> way in minecraft they're not they're, you can't like destroy cubes or whatever okay that terrain is still going to be there but on top of it you can drop a bunch of stuff onto a grid yes including staircases and a whole bunch of like automation kind of stuff like yeah but, we love it in a game where you can build a mayonnaise machine and put eggs into it and then Mm -hmm. slowly get mayonnaise out of it really slowly 
and that's what a lot of this game is about seemingly yeah there's like generated islands that there's like a grid of islands you can go to and you can travel between and each one is like sort of generated from templates okay but that's like pretty much it they're not like completely it's not generating the entire island it's just kind of pulling like we're going to use this template with this theming and these mobs or something like that sure it's it has every system is the thing if you open up the pause menu there's like systems that are like there are achievements there's a talent tree there's another talent tree that's not even implemented yet but it says we're gonna do it soon (laughs) it has crafting it has like civ style age progression yeah that's the part that makes me wonder if this is all a joke where i people play this game maybe not a ton but like there's people out there that are like this is cool but progression in that like you have to build certain buildings to unlock the next age of buildings to to build and stuff sure, like that sure. so like uh, it's it also a sci- well like that's a science tree basically right yeah 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 yeah. it also has like breath of the wild style dungeons in it i don't think i put that on there Good that are grief. like there's like three different templates for those and they're all the same it's a mess this game is a mess it's amazing to behold well and uh it's the kind of thing they're never going to finish either because they're already moved on to their next project it's or like go ahead whoever these people are have nothing i'm being extremely old on this podcast (laughs) they have nothing they want to say they have no ideas they have no artistic intent they're just what what is good that i saw out there and how you know how fast can i bolt it on to what i have going uh-huh. on uh-huh that's it's so distressing to me it's yeah it's, and it's michael an transactions thing. is not even involved in this one right i don't think michael transactions is in this game i don't remember michael transactions being here I'm sure they, he would have made an appearance had that been a thing that he could right. have done. So it's not but, even just out of a uh, – it's disgusting. I don't want to talk about I mean, this game anymore. I mean, it very well could be that this is just an earnest young studio that wants to make a cool thing and they want by do that by putting everything that they like in the same game. Whether or not that's a good idea or not, they're going to do it anyway. But they – seemingly have gotten this game to a pretty good spot because they've mostly moved on to their next game which they is seemingly the exact... have got this game to a pretty good spot weren't you saying it still doesn't work correct but they've got trailers out for their next game which appears to be largely the same thing except it has guns and pokemon i'm surprised that this one didn't have guns already they did not have guns in 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 Craftopia. That is, they saved that for the 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 next game. But uh-huh. I should send you this trailer after we record, so you can see like all these extremely recolored Pokemon assets next to the same character models with like AK forty sevens. I don't want to see that. <laughs> okay, what do you want to see? You said you wanted to talk about something. Ah. Uh. Breath of the Wild like that you did not mention is a short hike.
I have played a short hike. I like that game. Um, and it's about gliding. That's yeah. true. And like you up, it's another one where you upgrade your ability to glide. You have to get more feathers to get more endurance to glide further. Um, and also climbing. I'm pretty sure it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, a, I, I think that it qualifies as a Breath of Wild like in that sense. Although the fact is the camp, like the world is designed for one thing such that you're always looking around the sides of the same mountain. You don't have the yeah. fine-tuned camera control you really need for a really exploration-based game. And um, what was the other reason? I wouldn't say. I, I, I think the camera angle works perfectly fine for the style of exploration you're going for in this. Um. Yes, I, I. I mean, I don't think I. I certainly don't think it's a problem for this game, but, um, shoot, I felt I really felt like I had two things I wanted to say about what separates this from Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and I can't remember what the other one was. No um, weapon durability. Yes, it d- does away with weapon durability to the detriment of the game. I think, um, <laughs> because a short hike is too easy. Uh, no, it's really fun and cute. Uh, it's about it, it, a bird who goes up camping and meets people, makes friends. Um, and you're trying to get to the top of the mountain. You're trying to get to the like, top of a mountain. Like Celeste. Yes. Uh, I didn't prepare notes for a short hike, but I want to include it in this discussion. And I have done I think it's worth talking to. It's worth including, yeah. And I noticed they, that it's not making me mad to talk about this game. That's an improvement. So what does that tell you? Some other games on this list. No, I like to short hike. I mean, it's a, it is a, as advertised, it's a quick little game. You can play it in like an afternoon. Uh-huh. It's got a real Animal Crossing aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, it came out before New Horizons. Yes. But like a trailer came out roughly around the same time, I think is, that's why I associate the two in my head. And yeah, it's good. It's cute. It does have the what we determined are the scientific prerequisites for being a Breath of the Wild like. So, no, okay. Here, the two things. One, um, you can't uh, you can't move the camera very much, and so that changes the type of exploration that you're doing. It's not really like totally free exploration the way these other games are. Mm. The other thing is because the world is an island with basically a single mountain on it um something about that makes it into a different type of exploration that you don't really have uh never mind talk about the next game it's more of a mario 64 situation very much so I was going to say, when is Mario going to make a Breath of the Wild like? But they did that. It's that Bowser's Fury that came out this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of basically that. Wait. That game was. F- what lets you glide in that? Nothing. That's why. No, it, no, it, no. It evolves- There's something. Uh, can you glide in it? Uh, maybe you can. Shoot. Well, you can get the raccoon tail. You can get the raccoon tail, but um, I feel like. Bowser's Fury does understand how this gliding stuff 
plays into the loop of a Breath of the Wild like. Mm. And so it finds ways to let you gosh, I'm not equipped to talk about this right now, but it, <laughs> I, it man, I, pl- I played I played that game in like memory hold it immediately, so I also don't remember too much about it. It's it's the, the it's thinking about like it's taking lessons from Breath of the Wild in a really interesting way that we'll have to talk about on some other podcast. Yeah. Our okay. Mario podcast. Oh, let's not do a Mario podcast. Okay. Okay. There's one more game I really want to talk about, and it's actually the reason I kind of insisted on doing this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Sable. PC and Xbox. It's on Game Pass. That's how I ended up playing it. But I probably would have bought it if it wasn't on Game Pass. I played the demo for it. It's a very like cute and cool Breath of the Wild like where there's no combat. Okay. You are Sable, this girl who's coming of age on this mysterious desert planet. And the ritual and you're like you're, you're, there's humans that crashed here along some some weird time ago the like premise is that when you come of age on this planet you are given some sort of weird magical power called the perpetual okay good name and given a cool speeder bike and sent out to become a glider where you spend your like teen years or year or whatever Exploring the world, trying to figure out what you want to do in life. Cool. And along the way, you can, like, find people and do stuff for them, and they will give you badges of their respective professions. Oh. And you can turn in any three badges to claim a mask. And so, I forgot to mention, everybody on the planet wears masks. And so, like, you have a child's mask to start, but then you get the mask of your tribe when you leave. And then as you go out and do different things in the world, you collect badges to get different masks. And there's, like, masks for amassing a lot of scrap from different wrecked ships or running or masks for, like, working with the machinists. There's a guard's mask if you want to be a guard. Well, okay. Tell me, because this is a question that I had all along and even a question that I had after I watched the trailer. What do you do? If there's no combat, if you don't have, like, are you pushing blocks around to solve puzzles? Sometimes. Okay. There are, like, wrecked ships, and in order to get to, like, the bridge of the wrecked ships, often you have to do, like, shrine-style puzzles where you're moving things around to flip switches to But do you have verbs other than... Climb, jump, glide, walk, ride motorcycle? No. no. Okay. 
So you have to work within that like skill set to come up with puzzles and they do a pretty good job. All right. There's a lot of like mechanisms inside of ships and stuff to do that. And that'll get you like lore and then get you like quest rewards, which will be badges and clothes and other stuff like that. Cool. And a lot of uh, parts for your bike, which I didn't customize the entire game. And then at the end of the game, I realized I could have customized all along. Oh man. And like make your bike have different like stats and stuff, which I didn't realize was a thing. Now I want to play this game. There are like a lot of weird ruins that you can explore there are a bunch the the Koroks in the game are these little wiggle worm guys and you can collect them and bring them back to the wiggle worm queen. It sounds like and their that, name in the game is wiggle worm. It's not. I cannot remember the okay. name. I always called them wiggle worms to myself. Right. <laughs> There's a uh, like towns and outposts. There are a lot of climbing puzzles where in each region of the map, like it's big breath of the wild style map, you can find one of the cartographers in a balloon at a very high location. So if you can climb to the very high location and meet with them, they'll give you a map. Oh, cool. cool. And Or a badge or both. Just a lot of running around this really... What this if the desert. map was on the badge? So you had to look at the badge to use it as a map. They didn't do that. Well, I have an idea for a sequel. Okay, I like it. Uh, it's really cute. It's cool. It really, like, without talking about too much specific different things in it, uh-huh. they came up with a lot of really inventive stuff you can do with that limited, like, move set. You, you talking about this are making it sound a lot more fun than it looks. Yeah, the trailer doesn't really show much other than you kind of just riding a bike through desert. Yeah. But there's a lot of NPCs in the world, and they're all, like, fleshed out and interesting and have different quests to go find things or go meet up with people or, hey, can you go check on that abandoned tower? And then you can parkour your way up there and find a thing and bring it back. And there's a whole—one of the professions you can explore is, like, beetles, where there's giant beetles in the game, Mm. and you can— get different items off of them but you have to figure out how to interact with each beetle like species what the heck how much is this game i don't remember i played it on game pass it was free on game pass it's not super expensive it's probably not gonna be on switch anytime soon because it had a hard time running on xbox that's weird i thought i saw a trailer for it on switch I want to look this up. I want to find out. I may have imagined that. Sable switch port. Nope, not yet. If it ever gets there, I will let you know, Ryan. Okay. But it's cute. It's cool. The, the whole purpose is to, you know, it's it's a, just a big coming of age thing in a cool desert world. And I had a really good time with it. I recommend it. Um, You said the... The 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 soundtrack is by some band, a band called Japanese Breakfast, who I had never heard of, but someone I know that pays attention to music thought that was cool. Is there a lot of vocals on it? Just the like the title screen. Oh, okay, 
the rest of it's just very moody guitar stuff. Yeah, when when they say that oh. like a rock band does the soundtrack for a game, I always think that means that it's going to be like rock songs with lyrics, which I really don't want while I'm exploring a cool world. Yeah, same. But actually, people who compose music for games know that they shouldn't do that, and so I shouldn't worry about it so much. Yeah. And I should also mention that, like, visually, it's got a really cool style that I don't have the vocabulary to talk about. But I can say that it has, like, a day-night cycle, and they portray, like, the change from day to night as making everything desaturate. Cool. And so all the color just gets super desaturated till it's all just like monotone or mono. Is that the right word for that? Sure. Yeah. And it looks really cool. It sounds like Fez. Probably. I Does Fez? Yeah. Visually, probably not dissimilar. But anyway, if you have an Xbox or a play, or a, a, not a PlayStation, a, a personal computer that can run games... Uh, I recommend this game. Uh, all the Breath of the Wild stuff that people are clearly playing in that same neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the one I like. You should you should go play that one. I recommend it's... a short hike. Also, go play a short hike. You probably already own a copy of it if you've like bought any itch bundle ever. Oh yeah, because I that's where I got it from at some point. Uh, one final exercise for this secret episode. Ryan, what? that I didn't brief you on. <gasps> what? I'm talking about like this core concept of what a game that's like aping Breath of the Wild is. Okay. What would you make if you were given the instructions that you had to make something like Breath of the Wild? Well, off the dome. Off the dome. What's your plan? Okay. Whenever I think about making an open world game, I want it to be in a in a city. Okay. Um, and so I, th- I think that having a city with tall buildings, um, basically a Spider-Man game, I guess, where you are, yeah, uh, pff, the big Spider-Man game that just came out like a year or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it probably qualifies as a Breath of the Wild-like, uh, and we just haven't paid enough attention to be able to talk about it. But I would do something where you're not Spider-Man, you're not, um, like beating anyone up uh maybe you're like creeping on people and you're like looking in windows um yeah i think that's that's got to be it it's always nighttime in this game okay and you like glide around the city and you peep in windows and uh you see people's lives and you take creepy pictures of them and sometimes they catch you and then you have to run away and it's kind of a horror game where you are the monster, but you are, like, running away from your victims. And um, there's geocaching. And it's called, please don't judge me for this game concept that I made up, off. like, taken off guard by Zach's proposal. That's right. That's why I, I did it this way. <laughs> <laughs> to reveal my secret disease psychology. I guess. Or whatever psychology was going to manifest. Oh, you knew I think what I was going to happen. Yeah? I I always just think of it in terms of place. And I 
haven't thought of like a fun place to run around in that hasn't already been kind of represented in a mm. Breath of the Wild style game. Your idea of doing it in more of a city makes sense. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there, there's got to be some kind of interesting locale that hasn't really been touched yet. I feel like um, a short hike does like the, you know, national park sort of place. Yeah, but, a lot of campground stuff. Um, in in a way that like, just the the shape of that map and the camera stuff makes it not so much a i i understand that it it is an an, ex, an exploration game but it the the way you move around is limited in such a way that you could do a more breath of the wild like game that was in a you know what i'm saying why are you laughing at me it's a slightly longer hike a slightly longer exactly and you that'd be fun. just the, the idea of having like a low flat area to glide across from mountain to mountain um i actually am now remembering that the the limitations of a short hike actually like the camera limitations specifically actually make it kind of frustrating um, at the end where you're trying to like glide all around in a magnificent manner, but the, you, the cameras mess with you and you have no idea where you are. Um, they're not really trying to enable some of the um, free and open exploration that you get for free in breath of the wild. And so mm. I think that you should make that game if I can propose something else. Okay. That sounds good. So there's the, the 2024. Yeah. Ryan Veter presents uh, that thing. Don't judge me for this game that I came up off the top of my head. <laughs> S- slash a slightly longer hike. Like uh, Super Mario 3D World slash Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Yeah. It's both games in one. That's it. End of podcast. <laughs>